Just so you know, no animals were harmed in the making of this tech news. Except maybe Colton. Intel is reportedly exploring a deal to buy Global Foundries Inc. in a move that would superjuice the semiconductor's giant's plans to make more chips for other tech companies, as pledged by CEO Pat Gelsinger back in March. Valued at around $30 billion, this would be Intel's largest acquisition ever if it goes through. GF could proceed with a planned initial public offering instead. And maybe that's what'll happen, as they have outright denied that they're in talks with Intel at all. However, it's possible that instead of talking to GF executives, Intel is instead negotiating with Mubadala Investment Co., the investment arm of the Abu Dhabi government that actually owns Global Foundries. It's based in the US though, and Gelsinger did pledge more than 20 billion to expand domestic chip making facilities. Don't get too bullish on Intel though. While GF is the world's number four foundry, it still only accounts for 7% of all foundry business by revenue, compared to the 74% market share that TSMC and Samsung command. That was right. You did it. Yay! Valve will start shipping its first ever handheld console in December this year. Finally. Aha. Originally leaked as the Steam Pal, Valve says the Steam Deck is an AMD powerhouse that can run the latest AAA games despite running on the Linux-based operating system SteamOS. This 669 nice gram chonker includes a 7-inch 1280 by 800 touchscreen display, trackpads like the Steam controller, and full-size analog sticks. Beyond gaming, you can apparently browse the web, watch streaming video, do your normal productivity stuff, install some other game stores, whatever. Especially if you plug into a monitor and peripherals. Not convinced? Apparently you can just install Windows on it if you want. An optional USB-C dock will be available providing DisplayPort and HDMI output an ethernet adapter, and three USB ports. The biggest blemish on the announcement appears to be the battery life, which is said to max out at eight hours with light use. So maybe two hours of demanding gaming? We'll be sure to put it through its paces on Linus Tech Tips once it drops in December, starting at $400. Or Linus drops it. <laughs> New details have leaked about Intel's 12th gen Alder Lake desktop processors, this time pertaining to the K-series SKUs. The leak was shared on Zihu, a website I don't understand, that's for true, and is based on qualification samples that were reportedly sent to partners. It alleges that the 12th gen flagship, the Core i9-12900K, will come with 30 megabytes of L3 cache and eight performance cores that will peak at uh, 5.3 gigahertz. Wow! Uh, but only if you're just using one or two of them. As for the Core i7-12700K, that'll feature 25 megabytes of L3 cache with five gigahertz clock speeds achievable when using one or two performance cores. While the i5-12600K will pack 20 megabytes of L3 cache and boost that performance core cluster up to 4.9 gigahertz. Not bad for a 10 nanometer process, huh? Old ass 10 nanometers. So big. Of course, all these chips will support DDR5 memory and PCIe 5.0 when they ship. We think by the end of the year. Five gigahertz, guys. It's the new normal. It just happened. Can't wait to get my vaccine. And back to another new normal. Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by the Volta Spark. It's a 60 watt nylon braided charging cable that Volta says is 10 times stronger than other cables. That's really strong. Very. It offers fast charging on Apple and Samsung devices using Quick Charge 4.0 and features a snag safe magnetic connection tip 
that prevents the risk of accidents and allows convenient swapping between Lightning, micro-USB, and USB-C tips. The company also offers a 100-watt fast-charging cable that will power your Google and Samsung phones even faster. So use the link in the description below to buy your Volta Spark cables risk-free with Volta's lifetime warranty and 30-day money-back guarantee. Give a little bit, give a little bit of your quickest bits. Fastest ones. So fast. AMD has kept its word and made Fidelity FX Super Resolution an open source technology. So head on over to GitHub to check out the project's documentation, download FSR samples, and add the upscaling tech to your games for free under the open source MIT license. AMD also announced that both Unity and Unreal Engine 4 game engines now support FSR, and that games including Myst, Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt, Arcade Geddon, Necromunda, Hired, <laughs> Hired Gun, okay, Necromunda Hired Gun, Edge of Eternity and Resident Evil Village will soon support it. You know, in case you're still sick of Godfall. Microsoft announced its new Windows 365 service on Wednesday, but the company said it wouldn't be discussing pricing options until the cloud PCs launch on August 2nd. But then, at Microsoft's Inspire session yesterday, the company demonstrated a configuration of the Windows 365 business option, showing that a business with fewer than 300 users can get two CPUs, four gigabytes of RAM, and 128 gigabytes of storage for $31 a month. This isn't the lowest price option they offer, and it's still unclear how business pricing will compare to enterprise. But what we do know is that this price includes all license entitlements, usage, and compute. So can I mine on them? You're entitled. I'm entitled to mining, okay? New details related to Netflix's move into the gaming space have emerged as former Oculus executive Mike Verdu joins as the company's president of game development. Netflix apparently does not intend to charge extra to stream video games on the platform, instead simply including games alongside the current content as a new genre, similar to what they've done with documentaries or stand-up specials. So, starting next year, I can Netflix and chill by myself? Sell your Tinder stock now, boys! You may have actually been excited to hear that Battlefield 2042 would not include any single-player mode, with DICE putting all of its resources into multiplayer. However, we've now learned that the game will not be playable in any capacity when offline. This even includes practicing in solo mode against AI opponents. And maybe you think that's no big deal, but let me tell you, I still have the scars from SimCity 5. Back in 2013? Oh, so bitter. The worst. So... And the maps were so small. <laughs> I can't, I can't. You actually have it. I can't. I wrote that for myself. And Amazon has announced that Shaquille O'Neal and Melissa McCarthy are the latest celebrities to lend their voices to the Alexa voice assistant. These two voices can provide weather reports, jokes, and personal stories when asked using the wake words, Hey Melissa, or Hey Shaq. Both voices cost $4.99 individually and are rolling out in the US now. Amazon originally kicked off its celebrity Alexa Voices initiative with Samuel L. Jackson. Say what again? The voice skill in 2019, which was the top selling digital purchase on Amazon.com the day it launched. None of these celebrities replace Alexa's default voice though, only offering responses to specific requests, which is also how I operate. That's it for our show. Tune in on Monday for something. More tech news, I'm, I imagine. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Jonathan Horst. No problem. Subscribe to Mac address. Please do.